it's me, it's Adeline. Hey! Yeah? Hey! Yeah? Play Ya Ya Ding Dong! <laughs> do, you, do you... No. Play Ya Ya Ding Dong! Olaf. No, don't do it. I want you to play Ya Ya Ding Dong! <laughs> I do Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Hi, my name's Jackson McMurray. My name is Ally McMurray. And this is the No Nerds Allowed yeah, podcast. We're going to do a girl great. Well, we're probably not going to play Yo-Yo No. So, Adeline. Jackson. This week. It is. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> it is this week. Um, we finally... Frank, Jackson, Franklin's gonna eat all the tissues <laughs> off your floor again. Well, sorry. Why can't my you own put room. your tissues in a garbage can like a regular human being? This week. It is. <laughs> we finally covered the hottest new movie of three weeks ago. Because... <laughs> Man, we really are just desperate for entertainment, aren't we? <laughs> because, okay. Because a few weeks ago... Yes. My Spy and Eurovision came out on the same day. Yeah. And we were like, oh, let's cover My Spy. That'll be fun and interesting and people will be excited about it. Yeah. Kind of like that time when we went and saw Zoolander 2 <laughs> the yeah. same day Deadpool came out. Yeah, uh-huh. We bet on the wrong horse on yeah. this one. Because everybody's been talking about Eurovision for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> and... It's still on my movie app on Letterboxd. It's still the only thing that's usurped Eurovision from the number one spot on most popular since it came out has been Hamilton. That makes sense. <laughs> so it also doesn't seem very fair. <laughs> so it's still number two as I of right now. I think my big takeaway from watching this movie is that it's not Hamilton. No, it's true. Very it's much not, not Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> um, so, first of all, Yes. First order of business, I think. Okay. Is Eurovision Song Contest colon the story of Fire Saga? A bad title. Is that a worse title than War for the Planet of the Apes? Because... I would say it's worse because, like, Planet of the Apes... Like, that was already an established thing, and they were, like, right. adding on to an established thing, and that's why it got so long. Right. This is long solely on their own fault. <laughs> yeah. Like, they did it themselves. When I saw... I follow a YouTube channel that just uploads new trailers. Yeah. Um, And when this trailer dropped, and it just said, Eurovision Song Contest colon the story of Fire Saga... I thought it was like a TV special about Eurovision or something. Yeah. It sounds like a documentary about Eurovision. But it's not even a mockumentary. If it was a mockumentary, yeah. I'd be like, oh, that why well, that makes sense. Because no documentary has ever had a good title. Right. And you could just call it, like, the story of Fire Saga. Yeah, or just Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. I don't know why they have to put Eurovision Song Contest. See, I think putting Eurovision in it is weirdly misleading because it's already a television event franchise. That's fair. You immediately, it's trying to, like, deeply connect itself to Eurovision, but calling it Eurovision colon anything makes it seem like a rebroadcast of the Eurovision contest. That's fair. Contest. That's really fair. Um... Why wasn't this movie a mockumentary? Yeah, that would have been much better, frankly. Yeah. Here's the thing about this movie that I simultaneously like and don't like. It's not that good. It's, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. But people just decided to be excited about it anyway. Because we're desperate for entertainment. <laughs> I don't even think it's, it's not, that... It's not that bad. Like, it's a totally fine movie, but it's not funny it's not a good comedy right like yeah. if it, like the story is fine i like the characters i think we do like some fun visual stuff like the eurovision performances are all really fun and like it's got a pretty good like rise and fall in action like it's right. got a good plot but it's not that funny like it's right. not that good of a comedy movie that's what i signed up for yeah but i just think that like i feel like this is almost the same thing as venom yeah like nobody's trying to argue that it's some masterpiece. Yeah. 
but everybody like pretty much unilaterally is like, you know what though? I'm just going to choose to be into this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to allow myself to enjoy something for once. Well, like, honestly, I think Rachel McAdams is what, like, totally sells this movie. Right. Because her character is just, like, so much fun and so, yeah. like, earnest. Rachel like, McAdams is the best and I'm going to kill you every day until you watch Game Night. Okay. Also. Okay. Continue. She does really good in this movie. I really like her character. She also does really good in Game yeah. Night. We talked about with Austin Powers, so, like... Being the secondary, like, love interest in a comedy movie where you just, like, have to be pretty and not funny. Right. Sounds like the worst job on the entire planet. <laughs> right. And I like how she's not that. Like, yeah. she's the secondary lead, and she's a woman, and she's pretty, and she's a love interest, but she's still funny and interesting and is a person. Like, right. Like, they do that very, very well. And this is- Even we... though it doesn't end up being a comedy movie. <laughs> right. Well, we talked about sort of the style of comedies that you're allowed to make yeah. these days in our Austin Powers episode. Yeah. And this is very much that one type of comedy. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, like, yeah. Adam McKay-esque, like, behavioral, dialogue-driven, seemingly improv-based yeah. comedy. Where there's, like, sort of the bones of a story that you're doing, but, like, all the jokes just kind of come from the actors on the day, yeah. <laughs> it seems like. Um, and this is very much that, but it is, you know, a better version of that. Yeah. It's a better version of that than... Daddy's Home 2 or yeah. Bad Mom's Christmas. Those are my go-tos because those were the two big comedies that were in theaters when I was working at the movie theater. Yeah. Were Daddy's Home 2 and A Bad Mom's Christmas. When did Daddy's Home come out? Like 1998? No. That no, was like 2016, Adeline. Really? Adeline. No, yes. the first one? Yes. Daddy's Home, the one with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I'm thinking of Daddy Daycare. I was so confused. No. Maybe all comedies should stop having Daddy, <laughs> Daddy. in it. Um... But, like, it's just the same sort of thing where it's, like, the jokes are all based on, like, just pointing the camera at somebody and telling them to be funny. Will you Ferrell, know? be funny. Yeah, it's like, Will. Will, right Dan here. Dance. Dan <laughs> go. Do it. And well, then he says bish a couple of times, and it's pretty funny, it's and pretty you're, funny. like, you're pretty down with it. Well, and it's, that Adam McKay style editing, as we found out, because you bought... A DVD of Talladega Nights because yes. it's only on something sometimes, and we love that movie. Right. But you bought like the weird director's cut that's like edited different and the has, unrated and cut. has different jokes in it. Yeah. But here's the thing that vi that version's not as funny. Yeah, no, it's definitely worse. But like this type of movie is like very very reliant on editing. Like I think more than you realize. Like when you just watch the movie, right? Like the timing of like when a joke ends and when that person reacts to it or, like, how long that person reacts to it. Just, like, right. uh, like because it's so dialogue and conversation just happens to space. Like, editing is so important because if you don't edit it, it, like, goes on too long or it doesn't... The joke doesn't land because it just right. feels like a conversation. And... I think this movie should have should have been edited better. <laughs> yeah. So it should have been edited to be a comedy because it felt like it was just edited to just be a movie. Yeah. And so it's just a movie. Well, it's also entirely too long. Yo, it's way too long. This movie is like two hours, five minutes, which is like 40 minutes longer than any movie with Will Ferrell in it should ever be. <laughs> I think if you're in an editing bay and Will Ferrell is in your movie and you like tip past 90 minutes, like there should be like a parole officer to keep an eye on you. That's like, like are, you, are you really, <laughs> like, are you really doing what you're doing? Are you really to sure about that? Because there will be consequences <laughs> if you make it any longer. And that's the thing about that Talladega Nights thing is that they, that like unrated director's cut is just Adam McKay going in and adding an extra 15 minutes of superfluous jokes. Yeah. Some of which are funny, but it makes the movie too long and less funny because yeah. like the, the pacing of it suffers. And this movie, I was reading a handful of interviews about, like, the making of this movie uh -huh. while we were watching it this time. Um, and the first thing that the director said, so just in general, uh, Will Ferrell, this is like Will Ferrell's movie. Yeah. His wife is Swedish, uh, so he got into Eurovision Song Contest through her. And he's been, like, a huge fan of Eurovision. He's, like, there every year for the past, like, 15 years. And he's been working for a really long time trying to make a Eurovision movie. It's like a long time passion project of his. Yeah. Um, and the first, so he wrote the script, at least the first like treatment. Yeah. Uh, and he produces this movie. He's the producer on this movie. Um, but when the director, David Dobkin, who's the guy who did like Wedding Crashers and he's yeah. just sort of a journeyman comedy director. 
when I was reading this interview with him, the first thing he said was, well, I got the Will Ferrell script and I thought it was way too short. Like it really needed to be fleshed out. And I was like, no, dog. Like <laughs> that's opposites. the wrong call. Ooh. <laughs> um, and I just thought that was so funny that I was, that basically everybody, even people who like it are like, the movie's too long. Yeah. The movie should not be two hours if it's like this. Yeah. But the first thing that director says is like, I wanted to make it longer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. It you was can't. he's like, it was only ninety minutes long. And everyone's no, like, like no, that's what we want. Um I mean the fact that it was obviously like a passion project is probably why it's not as funny as a lot of his other movies. And I right. think it's also because I mean Eurovision is one of those things that's like it's very important to other countries that we don't get just because we don't really have something like it. Right. Like we have American Idol, but like that's not like well, it's a, not the same. It's thing. not the same. It's like it's not like a source of like pride for the country, yeah. like, among other countries. So like having to like deal with it like respectfully. That's why all the songs in this movie are just like pretty good songs. Right. But they're not funny. None of them are funny. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Is that this movie was sort of produced in tandem with the actual Eurovision people yeah they got a certain amount of funding from eurovision to have it like drop in tandem with the actual competition which happened to not happen this year (laughs) um but uh, the plan was is that it was going to drop on netflix like along with the actual eurovision thing so it would like you know draw some attention and like be sort of this thing and maybe try to get some americans into eurovision you know um but because of that it's like they're not they can't ever poke fun at Eurovision. No. They have to take all the Eurovision stuff deadly seriously. The closest they ever get to, like, really making a joke about Europe in general <laughs> is that joke they do where she, like, asks the guy, like, are you gay? And he's like, no, no Russians are gay. 100% <laughs> right. no Russians are gay. That's, like, the closest they ever get <laughs> to, to making like, a joke at the expense of anything. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and, like, it's, so, yeah, I don't know. All this, like, this would be such a different, and in my opinion, better movie Mm -hmm. if the songs were funny. Yeah. The songs should be funny. Like, this should be, like, a pop star never stop, never stopping, where it's, like, every song is, like, this extended bit. so funny. And you're like, oh, man, that song from Eurovision where they talk about pubic hair. The Mona Lisa. (laughs) Where it's, like, that's just off the top of the dome, right? Like, guy gets up on stage, sings a whole song about pubic hair, audience is going crazy. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, that's kind of like the Austin Powers, like, somebody doing something stupid (laughs) and everybody just being 100% on board. Like, that's always funny. Right. In, like, a wholesome way. (laughs) And, like, that Volcano Man song is kind of a joke. It's, like, just sort of goofy and weird, but there's not, like, a coherent... Like set up punchline to it yeah Yeah. it's just like big and dramatic and kind of not good and that's kind of what's funny about it yeah um and then yeah yeah ding dong is like the only song that seems like it was written to be funny in the whole the problem with yeah yeah ding dong and i said this maybe (laughs) 10 minutes ago to you is that any song where the joke is that it's like actually about a penis or about sex or whatever you have to play it super, super well. Because the problem with that whole setup for a joke is that there are so many songs in real life that are just actually like right. that. See, I think Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong is the best bit in the movie. Yeah. Where they're, like, outside the club and, like, having a conversation and that guy, like, bursts through the door and is like, Get back in there and play Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong! Yeah. It's so funny to me. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. Where it it's, is. like, it's the town is, like, so obsessed with this song called Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong. Yeah. And every time they try to play their, like, passion project music, their Eurovision music, they're like, Shut the fuck up and play Ya Ya Ding Dong. Yeah. I think is hilarious. See, that bit's really good. The bit where the elves kill that guy is really good. <laughs> right. That's about it, though. Those yeah. are, like, the two big goofs that I can think of that are, like, genuinely funny. Um, I think that, um... Well, going back to the performances for a second, like... They're genuinely, like, really cool and fun. Like, that one where right. it's, like, the screamo band and, like, also the pop singer, like, singing that song. Like, that, yeah. That's dope. I love that. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what Eurovision is like. They've always got, like, a ton of different sort of... Styles. Styles represented, yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, I, I pulled up a, a little quote that I thought was very good from a New York Times article about this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't I should have made note of the author, but they say... Uh, In this film, Seagret wants to perform the duo's song in their native Icelandic rather than English, knowing it risks losing them votes. 
This is a dilemma that many countries face. However, in last year's competition, Hitari, an industrial techno band wearing BDSM attire, did perform in Icelandic and came in 10th place. A very respectable result. <laughs> so that's what Eurovision is like. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, <laughs> I just think that, I thought that was a really <laughs> funny turn of phrase. Yeah, in BDSM armor. <laughs> um... But, like, okay. Because that's always the kind of, like, the joke that Americans make about Eurovision is that it's always crazy and bonkers and, like, these people just, like, fully committing to, like, kind of silly costumes and kind of silly songs. Right. That feels like what the movie's gonna be about. Like, kind of the American's perspective on Eurovision and just kind of, like, taking that to, like, the extreme for a joke. Right. But they just, like, because they have to do it respectfully. And I respect that they have to do it respectfully. (laughs) Right. But because... There's too much respect for it to be funny. Right. <laughs> like, they're taking it too seriously to the point where it can't be funny anymore. Right, yeah. Um, there was... Uh, and Eurovision's a weird thing, too, because, like, when you... When you look at the list of, like, performers and winners, like, across the last, like, five decades... Yeah. Because it started after World War Two. Yeah. It's, like, been around forever. Um, the... Like, you look through it and you're like... I've... I've heard of ABBA. Yeah, everybody knows ABBA. And that's it. Like, no one coming out of Eurovision has ever become, like, an international sensation. And there was one guy who won it, like, three times who I've never heard of. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's the guy who won Eurovision, which is, like, this insane... Basically, the rest of the world participates in Eurovision. Yeah. And, like, everybody on the planet came together and said, yes, we love this guy. And yet somehow he never became like a Anything. like a crossover yeah. success. Well, I you mean, know? if your career is just doing stuff for Eurovision, and then you win Eurovision, it's like, do you? Does he like want to make an <laughs> right. album after yeah. that? Like, I don't if know. that's just what if he just wants to win Eurovision, then like maybe that, then he did it. He yeah, maybe need. that's maybe I'm maybe that's more of the culture. Maybe it's like yeah. Eurovision is sort of its own. Yeah, reward. it's not like I'm gonna win Eurovision and then I'm gonna release an album or whatever. Right, it's just, it's just I'm like I want to win Eurovision. Eurovision. Yeah, I don't um, need to do anything else. So okay, my my biggest real issue with this movie mm-hmm. is that it has an insane amount of subplots and setups and payoffs that it doesn't need. Yeah, <laughs> like it's crammed to the brim full of like. Lazy Chekhov's guns. Yeah. Oh, I thought of another bit that's really funny when the boat explodes and they're like, "Oh, oh right, I'm so sad." Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like that, that part's really that's good. really good because they're competing against the other Icelandic musical acts and they're all at a party, but they did super bad, so they're sad. They're somewhere else, but then the boat explodes and they all die, and they're all like, "Oh, we, we win though." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, it's, it's so sad." Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Good flick. Uh, Well, because it's just... It's just Rachel McAdams just, like, playing that character so well. Because she's, like, kind of dorky, but also just so genuine. So she's like, oh, those poor people. (laughs) But yay! (laughs) Um, But, like, I think, honestly, you could take out that whole thing with the bad guy who wants them to fail. And the ghost. And the ghost isn't anything... The, the bad guy who wants them to fail and the elves are sort of both their own, like, self-contained thing. If you just chop both of those out of the movie, you could yeah. save, like, ten minutes. Well, I think the elves are a little bit boring because there's just another divide between Sigrid and Lars. I, yeah, but would the movie suffer if it didn't have that? No, but you know. I think this movie needs to be trimmed to the bone. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta make it a tight 85 minutes. Well, the whole about like the special note also that was dumb that was dumb and okay so that song at the end is so good yeah no it's super good and like i'm upset that it made me tear up (laughs) i know it's the kind of thing where it's like that moment where she starts singing in icelandic you're like holy shit this is the best movie ever (laughs) and then you think about it and you're like this is a payoff for one line of dialogue in the first 10 minutes of the movie that has not been <laughs> addressed yeah. again. Like, there's two things. Like, in the first 10 minutes, Rachel McAdams is like, oh, I wish I could sing in Icelandic. Too bad I can't. It's like, oh, if you are really special, you can sing the nonsense Spugo note. Yeah. Which I think is nothing. And then at the end, she sings in Icelandic and she hits a big dramatic note and they, they're like that's it that's this she did what's it called the sporgo note I like that. I <laughs> um know. it's like icelandic 
sounding nonsense. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's like that song rips. It's yeah. like so good and so genuinely powerful yeah. that it's like when she does those two things, you're like, holy shit, this movie's incredible. Yeah. But like, it is the payoff to the two laziest setups I've ever seen yeah. in a movie, but somehow it works still. Yeah, well, because it's different because the, him like letting her sing that song as, like, him showing that, like, he cares more about, like, performing and doing stuff with her than, like, actually wedding. So, like, that's really important. But, like, it, it they could they should just set it up better. Like, if there were times where she's like, oh, I could see it in, Asland- in Icelandic, and he's like, no, we're gonna lose if you do that. Like, if that Right, tension, if that was, like, a point like, of conflict. Yeah, like, kept coming back up, then it would be way more meaningful than her just being like, I know I can't do it. Right. Anyway, bye. Yeah. Like, um... Part of why I think this movie is connecting so well yeah, is because Europe is cool. Uh, any movie where people just hang out in Europe... It's cool. Pretty sick. Yeah. I think that's most of the reason why I was so obsessed with Secret Life of Walter Mitty when I was in, like, 10th it, grade. Oh, yeah. That was, like, your favorite movie yeah. for a grip. There was a brief, <laughs> there was a brief moment in time where I just decided, I was like, I think Ben Stiller... It's like my role model. I think Ben Stiller's like the coolest guy in the world because he directed Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which I loved. Yeah. And I still liked Night at the Museum and uh, Zoolander was funny. Yeah. And like those three things, I was like, Ben Stiller's my guy. I'm obsessed Listen, with Ben, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's pretty cool. He's, he is pretty cool. Yeah. But it's like... You could pick someone worse. Secret Life of Walter Mitty is one of those movies that I was watching like... Right as you started to figure out that movies could Yeah, be good. that like movies are cool and interesting and maybe I'm actually really into movies. Yeah. And I saw Secret Life of Walter Mitty and it like had a color palette and like looked pretty good. Yeah. And like sort of was about something. Yeah. And I was like, this rules. Yeah. This is the best movie ever. It's this movie about Ben Stiller playing this like newspaper photographer who has a very active imagination, but and he's always fantasizing about being somewhere else. Yeah. And doing cool things. But then he has to go on this actual journey where he goes to Iceland and actually does cool things. And there's the sequence where he, like, skateboards down this, like, Icelandic hill with, like, rocks tied to his hands. Yeah. Pretty sick. I don't know. I haven't watched the movie in a while. Maybe it is actually awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I've just talked myself out of liking it. But... Because 8th grade you liked it. But also what I'm thinking of is mostly just that Iceland, like, looks super cool. Oh, yeah. And is, like, really fun as a setting for a movie. Oh, that's why we put so many, like... We... In, like, American action movies, we take any excuse that we can, first of all, to get to Europe, and second of <laughs> right. all, to go to Iceland. Like, Aquaman is in Iceland. Right, For yeah. no reason, other yeah, than no. Iceland is cool. Iceland is cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Wick 2, they go to Europe, he hangs out in Rome. Yeah. You're like, hell yeah, I'm into hell, this. Cool. Rome's yeah. cool. Ocean's 12, they go to Europe, I can't remember. Garfield 2, Garfield they go to two, London. Garfield 2, Tale of Two Kitties. Uh, the remember, Alvin and the Chipmunks probably go to Europe. Have you seen Ocean's 12? I have not. You need to see Ocean's 12. All right. Ocean's 12 is... The, have you seen Ocean's 11? No, I haven't seen any of the okay. Oceans. Okay. Ocean's 11, very good movie. Yes. Ocean's 12 is the most insane thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> okay. There's a bit in Ocean's 12 where um, they need... Julia Roberts needs... To like infiltrate this place. Yes. She's the she's the twelve. Because gotcha. she was in the first movie, but she was just like the girlfriend. But this time she's part of a crew. That's why it's Ocean's Twelve uh-huh. this time. Because there's twelve of them. But anyway, so they're like, we need to get into this place, and it's like this Met Gala or whatever. Yeah. And they find out that the actress Julia Roberts is gonna yeah, be you've there. Said this to me many a time. So they kidnap Julia Roberts. The real life figure and then the character played by julia roberts in the movie takes her place and they're all like yeah you look like julia roberts wait are there is there another actress who's not julia no. roberts so julia roberts is playing both parts yes and bruce willis is there <laughs> as bruce willis okay and cool. it's like hey julia roberts what's going on it's like the <laughs> most insane weird thing i've ever seen it's so good um, there's also a part where they have to break into somewhere, so they just, like, put, like, a jack under a house, and they, like, lift an entire house up. Yeah. And, like, tilt it enough so they can get, like, a clean gunshot through it or something. 
That's a pretty good That's part crazy. too. They're in Europe. It's a great movie. I would what I would have liked in Eurovision is that there is that part where he's like climbing through the audience and he runs into Will Ferrell. I think that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Will Ferrell is at Eurovision every year. With he's his, a big with fan. With his wife and his kids. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> like one guy, it's like we have to do good. Will Ferrell's out there. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Yeah. Um so I don't understand the whole thing about how everybody at Eurovision hates them so much. Yeah, like... Because their song is just kind of a regular fine song. Yeah. And, like, everybody's like, oh, they're the worst, they suck, they're so bad. And it's, like, mostly because, like, things go wrong, but it's, like, their song is fine, so I don't know why everyone yeah. is so I, I, out to I, get them. I in movies when it's, like, it's the underdogs and they're, like, giving a performance and they, like, mess up or something and, like, nobody claps. In the history <laughs> right. of forever, there has never been a performance where nobody has clapped, <laughs> except maybe Hitler or something. And, like, right. No, people clap for Hitler. That's, people like, clap for Hitler! Like, that's but, why Hitler was a problem. <laughs> I guess other people that were Nazis clapping for Hitler. Anyway. But, like, when they, like, the wall, like... They very clearly, like, get hurt and something, like, goes wrong that's, like, out of their control with, like, the hamster wheel. Right. And they, like, get up and keep singing. And then they, like, do the big finish and, like, nobody claps. I'm like, yeah. why are you all assholes? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, do you not realize that, first of all, it wasn't their fault. Second of all, they clearly got hurt and kept going and nobody claps. I'm like, this, right. is, this is not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, and it's like, even from the beginning, they like get picked out of the hat or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, they're the worst. Because something technically went wrong. Well, no, <laughs> but like even before that, when they're like just picking them out the first time, everyone's yeah. like, oh, they suck. They're so bad. But it's like, they're, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I guess realistically, if I heard that song in real life, I'd be like, uh, next. Yeah. Because it's like not that good of a song, but everyone's like, oh, they smell like diapers. Like, yeah. we can't put them in. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. It's a regular song. Like, why like, is everybody so angry worse. about it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and. I don't know if you've ever listened to a song that someone who is not a songwriter has written before. There <laughs> yeah. are much worse that you could have right, done. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. And all the songs in this, none of them really stand out to me except for the last one. Yeah. They kind of feel sort of really by the numbers. I, I don't know. I think they should have done Volcano Man more than they should have done I was... Double Trouble. Because <laughs> Volcano Man is at least big and silly and fun. Yeah, I really like Volcano Man. Yeah, and having Will Ferrell in that, like, Viking outfit. And, like, mm -hmm. if he's, like, doing that at Eurovision. Like, that seems really on brand yeah. and really fun. But instead we do Double Trouble, which is kind of just like a pop song. Yeah. Which I guess is more like modern Eurovision or whatever, but like... Volcano Man's way better. Volcano Man's way better. Uh, and you get to see Will Ferrell just be like, ha, 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 for a whole bunch. Yeah, for a really it's long time. It's pretty funny. It's pretty also, funny. Also, because of this movie, Will Ferrell now is a billboard charting musician. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> which is great. Um, so, also, I think it's interesting that they have uh, another woman sing for Rachel McAdams. Mm -hmm. But they still let Will Ferrell, yeah. like, just be Will Ferrell. <laughs> I think well, it's funny. Because, like, the, the Rachel McAdams' character needs to be, like, really good. Yeah. That's, like, part of the whole plot of the movie is that yeah. she sings beautifully. And if Rachel McAdams is just, like, a decent singer, it kind of doesn't work. Yeah. But it's just so funny that, like, Rachel McAdams has to be this, like, insane vocalist. And Will Ferrell yeah. is, like pretty good it's like, like an okay singer well, he can carry a tune and it's like he's decent at it and you're like there yeah. you go <laughs> that's well, it's fine because i have a, a deep affection for just like people who like aren't musically trained singing like right. I, I love the like realistic way of singing that just like people who are good at singing sing like without like that formal training or that specific sound right but like i totally understood why this character had to sound that way, so I wasn't so upset about it. Right. It's different from when Belle sings and she sounds like Beyonce for no reason. Wouldn't it be like, funny, though, if... Well, I thought what they were going to play it for goofs, that, like, he can't sing. Oh, right. I thought that's what they were going to do, that, like, she's this amazing singer, and he sounds like shit, and he's always accompanying her. I thought that was going to be, like, at least a plot point, right. but they just never brought it up. I was going to say, wouldn't it be so funny if Will Ferrell opened his mouth and it was, like, Justin Timberlake or yeah, something? Yeah, that would, be, that would <laughs> also like, be really funny. Insane. But this movie isn't goofy enough to pull something like no. that. Um, like, that would happen in an Adam McKay movie, but not in this weirdly serious, yeah. like... Weirdly not... Funny, funny yeah funny it doesn't movie. it's not really comfortable with stretching the laws of reality in order to make a joke yeah which is like tonally weird yeah because the kind of jokes that they are making are the kind of jokes that we're used to seeing in broader more surreal 
comedies. Yeah. And they are not comfortable with bending the rules at all. Yeah. Well, and it's weird because at the very beginning they do a little bit of about that where she's like talking about like how nice it is in her hometown and they look it over and like two CGI like whales like <laughs> right, do yeah. that big thing. That was funny. Like that feels like it's setting you up for like what we're going to be doing later. But that's the only time that happens in the whole movie. Right. Like, Something kind of outrageous happens. Yeah. Besides the elf. Besides but even the that elves. is still like very underplayed and very sort of. Yeah. Kind of realistically played yeah. a little bit. Um. There's nothing funnier than when he, like, falls over just, like, a knife in his back. He just, like, looks up at the door and you just see the door slam. It's really funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. My favorite thing about this movie is the running gag where Rachel McAdams keeps coming up to people with two glasses or something. Yeah. And then <laughs> just drinks, drinks both, both of them. them. <laughs> yeah. And there's that moment, the first time she's, like, walking towards Will Ferrell at his job in the morning with two cups of coffee. And she's just like, hey, what's up? And they're, like, talking and... He, like, kind of tries to reach for one of the cups of coffee, and she's just like, no, they're both mine. And you kind of think she's going to be like, haha, just kidding. And, and then she just drinks both of them. But then she literally, like, the entire rest of the scene is holding one coffee cup in either hand yeah. and, like, drinking out of both of them. <laughs> and she does that throughout the rest of the movie. Like, she's got, like, champagne glasses or shot glasses or whatever. Yeah, she always has two. two drinks. And Will Ferrell always has no drinks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really funny to me. Well, um, and there's also the funny bit where she like goes to the first rehearsal in like this like white dress and everyone's like, oh, you're such a beautiful piece of rice. Yeah. Like, oh, you look like a tooth. <laughs> you look like a tooth is <laughs> a good like, line. Over and over again. And that's also very funny. Uh, your thoughts on the sing-off in the mansion? It felt, it felt like that scene in Trolls 1 <laughs> where they had all the YouTubers say something funny. Right. But I don't know who any of the YouTubers are, so the, <laughs> right. the bit is just lost. Well, on yeah, me. because these are like. these are all, like, Eurovision contestants yeah, from the last so few years. I had no idea who any of them are, and it just felt like we were, we were doing something else for a little bit because we had to be. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that, but it feels only deeply irritating it's just, to me. It's just so disingenuous. Like, you've never been to a sing-off? This is not a thing that any person has ever done in the it's whole like world. In, even if it is, it's stupid. It's like, have you seen Pitch Perfect? I haven't. There's this bit in Pitch it's Perfect. It's bad. It's a bad movie. I mean, I don't know. I I saw it one time, but I fell asleep. It, felt, it feels like if Glee and Mean Girls had a baby, <laughs> yeah. those are maybe two of my least favorite right. things. Right. I mean, look, people love it, so I don't want to be too harsh on it. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I watched it at, like, an outdoor movie with Anna one time, but yeah. it was, like, pretty late, and I was kind of not interested in the movie, so I didn't really give it a fair shake. Yeah. And I fell asleep on the grass at a certain point. Yeah. So I'm not trying to say, like, oh, it sucks, because I feel like I haven't actually, like... Given it a shot. Given it a shot. Yeah. But... There's this part that I hate in it where yeah. it's like all the acapella groups meet in some like abandoned swimming pool. And they have a sing-off. And they have like a competition where somebody spins a roulette wheel and they're like, oh, you have to sing Ace of Bass. And then on the spot, they do an acapella rendition of the Ace of Bass song. And that's so stupid. And they're like acting really tough about it. Like it's a real scenario. It's like that and scene in that. Anchorman when all of the anchor groups get together <laughs> yeah. and then just start killing each other. <laughs> it's exactly like that, except it's played totally seriously, and they're yep. all acapella groups. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to remember what it is, because it's just, like, literally, it's like there's a roulette wheel with a bunch of songs on it, and it's, like, Bruno Mars, and, yeah. like, ACDC or whatever, and it's, like, whatever it lands on, you guys have to do it. Yeah. And then you, like, go back and forth singing the same song, and they've kind of got different styles, but they're, like, all up in each other's face and, like, yeah, it's acting like all glee. tough. It's like Glee. Yeah, it's... The worst. Um, God, why did we allow Glee to exist for so long? I haven't seen for it. For so long. Well, it's just like Riverdale, but people sing. Like right. Except they're singing in Riverdale now, so they're the same, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm, okay. You know that Riverdale... Not to talk about Riverdale again, but <laughs> you know whatever. Riverdale is doing a thing in one of their more recent seasons where the school production they do is Heather's the Musical. Yep, yep, yep. Which is the weirdest thing in the world to me because Riverdale exists as a direct result of the movie Heather's. Yeah. And it's like a weird... It kind of breaks my brain a little bit. Yeah, Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's like... Well, but don't they just do like a full performance of I, it on the show or something? I don't know. That's like the plot is that the school musical that year is Heather's. Yeah. Um, But it's just a weird thing where it's like, Riverdale is... Heather's, I though. I just know everybody on TikTok is just making fun of whoever sings Welcome to My Candy Store on the show just because oh, okay. they do a terrible job. That's right. all I know about right, that whole enough. thing. Um, I haven't seen Heather's. 
the movie. I, and I should. I know the plot. It sounds fun. People yeah, love it. It sounds like a good movie. Yeah. I just haven't seen it yet. I just haven't seen it. Um, there's, a but lot, yeah. there's a lot of movies in the world. You can't be mad <laughs> at me when I haven't seen one of them. Um, but, uh, the, but yeah, the whole sing-off thing is just like, it's really... It's too sin- sincere. Yeah. And I hate to say that because I hate to be the kind of person who's just like everything. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to express yourself and be happy. Well, because but... I genuinely love when things are sincere. Right. But this, like, it just didn't feel like it was for anybody except the people singing. Like, right. it felt like it was for the people in the movie and not for me, right. the audience. And I just feel like this movie, it just didn't mesh tonally and it feels so much weirdly like an ego trip for everybody involved. This yeah. Where they're all singing top 40 pop songs in this perfect, wonderful arrangement in a mansion. Yeah. And you're, like, following all these Eurovision contestants as they're singing directly to camera. And you're yeah. like, I don't like this at all. I'm sorry, like I just don't. They weirdly just, like, put a music video. Because it, like... And they totally drop the whole plot. Like, they drop the fact that they're making a movie to just, <laughs> right. like, do this really quick. Like, they just make a music video yeah. really quick in the middle. And there's, like, kind of a plot point where, like, like Rachel McAdams sings really well. Yeah. But that's, like, it. And it's, like, it feels like trolls. It feels, it like, feels trolls. like trolls. And I don't like trolls. <laughs> um, I didn't come here for trolls. <laughs> Um, Remember when one of the main characters in Trolls 1 was that DJ Suki, who's like a YouTuber or whatever? Sure. But they could, she wasn't actually in the movie all that much, but for some reason she was still on all of the like stickers and backpacks <laughs> right. and stuff. She got like above board billing. Yeah, what above was Above title billing. What was up with that? Because <laughs> they knew that her fans would go see the movie. I guess. Was it Jojo Siwa? I don't know. I don't think Jojo Siwa was in I don't it. think she Why wasn't Jojo Siwa in Trolls? <laughs> Is Jojo Siwa in movies? I don't know. I think she she's like making her own music videos. People are like really, really standing JoJo Siwa right now. It's because she made one video where she like dropped the act for a second. Everyone was like, "No way!" Ah! But it's like she's still doing the same thing yeah. the rest of the time. So like, well, people people are like respect that she like commit to a thing and she's like making money off of it. Okay, so she's been in two movies. Are you ready? Okay. Don't look. Okay. The most recent one was Angry Birds 2. Okay. Which, you know what, I kind of get. Brand. It's yeah. fair. The other one, 2018, called Blurt. I'm clicking through this link right now. We're going to find it's out about be, Blurt. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Nickelodeon okay. original film Yeah, I called... was literally about to say it's going to be a Disney original movie, but it's a Nickelodeon original movie. Blurt is a movie that does not even have a Wikipedia page. All right, cool, great. We got to do Blurt on the no, podcast. We got to cover that. JoJo Siwa's Blurt. I don't think she was the main character of Blurt. I How think do you she know? Was, had a, I think she had a cameo as Jojo Siwa. Because no. I know what Nickelodeon original movies are like. <laughs> do you remember Fred, the movie? <laughs> yeah. John Cena's Fred's dad in that. Look, here's Blurt. I'm, see, yeah. look, she's the she's the best, she's the quirky okay, friend. Okay, she's the quirky best friend. Wow, I look hate, at it. It I looks hate good. this white man. Look, <laughs> Jojo with no bow? Wow. Question mark, exclamation point? That's insane. She didn't have a bow in that movie. Oh she had okay, pigtails so instead. Okay, so we've got straight white awkward man who's going to be in love with a girl, but he can't talk or whatever. We've right. got African American best friend, maybe love interest. If we're like getting like really like, if we're getting really like forward and liberal, she's going to be the love interest. Uh, Jojo C was the quirky best friend. No, look, it says the rules get broken when you're too outspoken. It's about a guy who talks who too much. Talks too much. He doesn't have a filter. He wears a suit all day long and he stands <laughs> up in my AP history class and goes, not to play devil's advocate. No, but... look, he's wearing a sweatshirt. He's a very... I don't think black people should be able to vote. <laughs> what were some of the positives of slavery? Uh, I've look. had someone say that in a class to me and I didn't know what to do about it. Look, look, see? Yeah. Okay. See, she's yes. gonna help him. She's gonna help him be, be a better person. Great, cool. Blurt chart by Leanne Prince. I don't know in this sense. This, that's like a school management, like helping your kids. Look, see, that's funny. That's He's got duct know. tape on his mouth. Wow, funny. It's a good one. We gotta watch Blurt on the podcast. I know. I'm gonna see if there's any stream Blurt. Still images. It's probably on the Nickelodeon website. Watch Blurt online, Hulu. Why? Blurt's on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you think this is so funny. I'm obsessed really with Blurt now. Funny. Look at the, I need everybody at home Two to just you. give Blurt a fair shot. Just hear me out and just watch Blurt for me. 
Because oh, it's a lot better than people give it credit for. I think the goof is that he just says whatever comes into his head as if that yes. isn't every every single <laughs> white boy from high school that I've oh, met. Oh, no, no. It's like a high concept comedy. Look, oh. nice guy Jeremy loses his ability to keep his thoughts to himself and can't help but say everything out loud. He's yeah. like a laboratory experiment. He's lost his ability to not say what he's thinking. He gets, like, k- kissed by a witch or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only way to fix his problem will be the hardest thing he'll have to do, colon, win the school election. Oh my fucking god. It's so good. This sounds awesome. We're Everybody, we're doing Blurt on the podcast if you'll just watch along with us. And it really, it's sort of, it's a tough sell, but if you'll stick with it, I promise, it's got a really good ending. And Jackson, what if this kid says the N-word? <laughs> then that would probably be, probably learns a lot from the experience. Also, this is a Nickelodeon original yeah, I movie. Know. <laughs> there i said it i really have to fart i bet he says i really I have to yeah, fart I sometimes he says that. but he's it's like really, i have diarrhea and it's really funny uh eurovision song contest is uh a good movie i also really like the bit i mean the whole conflict is lame where they both like simultaneously almost sleep with somebody else but did they both and don't? they both think that they did and they're mad at each other. It's kind of nothing. And I think you could lift that out of the movie too. Yeah. Well, it's because the real conflict is like she doesn't. They've like kind of both realize that they don't want the same things, just like because of circumstances. Right. And like that's fine. That's good. That's a good conflict because it's not born of miscommunication. It's born of communication where we right. realize that oh, actually, this whole time we haven't wanted the same things. That's good. The whole thing where it's like they both act like don't but do sleep with other people is just it's, it's not good. But I do like the part where they get in the fight. And Will Ferrell's like, I'm going to have sex with everybody. I'm going to go sex nuts. You. I'm going to have sex with you. Taking out the garbage. You with the iPad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was funny. That That's was a good bit. That's very funny. That's another good bit. We got um, four good bits. Um, I'm weirded out by the whole gay Russian subplot. Because sometimes they're trying to play it as a gag and sometimes they're trying to play it as a really serious character moment. Because when did they ever play as a serious character moment? At the end. Oh, I guess. And also true. that one moment where he's like, but I can I can give her everything that she cannot. And the girl's like, well, not everything. Oh, I you're thought. you're gay and you can't have sex with a girl. No, I thought that was a she's in love with him, you can't be him kind of thing. I no, didn't, the I didn't subtext is clearly, gay. it's like, because you're gay and the sex will never be good and you won't actually be in love with her. Dan Stevens. Yeah, whatever. Dan Stevens of Beauty and the Beast fame. Well, and it's where like, he was the beast. I the girl Mita, the like other love interest kinda, who's like there for no reason. The Greek girl. The Greek girl. Yeah. First of all, her song and performance fucking sucks. It's not <laughs> Why? good. It's just boring. And she's like, it's like, it's, as soon as the song's called, like, Masquerade, I'm like, oh, we're going to do something really cool. She gets out of the really space cool. shoot. The and space she gets out suit. And she's like, let freedom, let's have sex. And it's like, I don't care about it. It's not even, like, it's it's not even a bop. It's just, it's what not What do you mean? Good. She gets out of, she takes off the helmet. It takes off the astronaut helmet. Yeah. It's, it's not, good. It's not good. Do you think Dan Stevens' song about how he's a lion is better? <laughs> I think it's more creative. Okay. <laughs> um, the, um, I think the scene where... The they're like finding out the results of the semifinals yeah. is good. Where they're like saying all the points that this weird like electoral college of European nations are like handing out yeah. to the different performers is good because it does ring true that like people would be charmed by that performance that went wrong and would like yeah. want to give people another chance. And having them get like fifth place is like I, I totally buy that. Yeah. Like, in that circumstance that we've set up, like, it really rings true and it feels like something that could actually yeah. be a be an event. Because they do clap at the end of that song. Well, Remember? Because Graham Norton's... They walk off. Right, yeah. They're surprised for a little while. Yeah. And they clap. And then Graham Norton says something funny because Graham Norton's doing his thing. Apparently a lot of people really love Graham Norton's commentary on Eurovision because he's, like, sort of a snarky. Oh, yeah. He's, like, sort of too cool for it. But yeah. he, he, like, you know, sort of takes him down a peg. You know, he takes the piss out of him, as the yeah. British would say. What a weird thing to say. We're on a podcast. No, I know. You gotta... I'm just thinking about the phrase, take the piss out of them. <laughs> like, you punch him in the kidneys. And they piss? And they piss, yeah. <laughs> Make them piss blind. 
<laughs> I don't think that's what that means. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, like you're full of piss and vinegar. You got like an attitude, but then you make fun of them and you they get taken down a peg. And then they and just have vinegar. They take yeah. You just got vinegar left, and well, then you're more humble. <laughs> which are you supposed to have? Which is worse to just have piss or vinegar? I think you'd rather just have vinegar because the yeah. piss is the part that makes you upset. So aren't aren't they just helping you? Yeah, that's the whole point. Oh, I thought it was like me. I thought it was like. Being, like take a piss out. No, if you're like, like if like, you're like <laughs> if you're taking the piss out of somebody, yes. it means you're like ribbing on them, but like good naturedly. Okay. You're like doing a consensual ribbing. Okay. <laughs> when you're taking the piss out of somebody, great, cool, cool, it's cool. like a consensual ribbing. Okay. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> That's what taking the piss Just out of somebody two means. People like rubbing like the sides of their rib cages <laughs> together so they like interlock a little bit. <laughs> Um, uh, what else? Movie's too long. It's too long. Um. The costumes are pretty fun. I wanted them to play Yaya Ding Dong at the end. That would have been fun, I was too. really hoping that when he goes out and it's like, we have to sing our special song, they would play Yaya Ding Dong. And yeah. everybody in the Eurovision audience would go fucking insane. Yeah, that would be For fun. Yaya Ding Dong, because it's the best song in the world, yeah. obviously. Well, and, uh, I was gonna say something. Oh, yeah, the costumes are fun. I just want... I just want them to go ape shit, and they don't go ape shit. They go, because they're they go fairly to be, ape they shit. They go pretty ape They go the amount of ape shit that Eurovision does. I guess that's fair. I guess, I mean, like, when they're, like, just, like, walking around, and, like, their clothes are, like, kind of colorful and kind of mismatched. Right. I just wanted them to, like, go, I wanted them to make it funny, basically, and they, right. did, and they never made yeah. it funny. I mean, him performing in the Eurovision finals wearing, like, a rain slicker and overalls is pretty yeah. funny. But I it's like not, that. But it's not played for goose. <laughs> right, It's kind yeah. of played for drama. Like, oh, he ran from the Right, boats. right. Um, Yaya Ding Dong. Yaya Ding Dong. They should have played Yaya Ding Dong. Yeah. I feel strongly about this. Yeah. Um, and then she could sing Yaya Ding Dong in Icelandic and hit the Spugo <laughs> note. And, and but was, just to Yaya Ding Dong. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think it would be funny if the audience in Eurovision just went insane when they played Yaya Ding Dong. They were like, yeah. yes, Yaya Ding Dong. And they like did the call and response like the people in the bar did. Yeah. Yaya Ding Dong is an underrated song. Yeah. Well, and the... I was just thinking about the end of the movie. First of all, I think it's really funny when it's like the one year later and Will Ferrell has that baby. Like, that's just a baby. Right, I, I right. I like that. I think that's fun. But uh, they do the, the bit that goes out through the whole movie. It's where he's like, are you guys siblings? Because the joke is that they like look alike and they're like so close. So he's like, right. she's like, we're not siblings. And he's like, we, we're probably we're not, not siblings. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And like, they keep making that joke. But then they keep, like, adding in weird little, like, plot points where it's like, oh, your dad slept with everybody in the village. <laughs> right, and yeah. And it's like, oh, maybe. So the joke, you think the joke is like, oh, maybe they might actually be like siblings? Like, it's going to be an Arrested Development thing where they're going to find out at the end that they're siblings and they're going to be like, <sighs> Yeah, like, something Whoops. like that. But <laughs> I then, totally thought that was where they were going yeah, with Yeah, but the first then the time. dad says the lines like, oh, the, her mom never wanted anything to do with me. Like, as if to, like, calm our worries or something. <laughs> right, it's yeah. like... This was kind of a joke, and I thought it was going to be more of a joke, but yeah. then it just wasn't a joke, so but I don't like, know why we did it. Yeah, I mean, the gag is, like, small towns in Iceland, there are only, like, four families, yeah. <laughs> and you can never really be so sure, I yeah. guess. Um, but, like, and the bit where they're on the boat, and he's, like, talking to his dad. Yeah. He's talking to Pierce Brosnan, and, like, everything's just, like, swaying back and forth the whole time. Yeah. And you can see the fish, like, sliding around on the table the whole time. It's pretty good. I like that. Just, like, filmically, it was fun. Yeah, like, visually, it was really cool. And I also like when he's like, how do I get off the boat? Where do I get off? Like, you can't get off the boat. That's very funny. Um, But, yeah, and, you know, this movie is very much just, like, a... You know, like any other modern comedy in the sense that it's, like, directorially kind of bland. Yeah. It doesn't really look that great, except for... The fact that we're in Europe. Yeah. And, like, because it's, like, you know, the cinematography is pretty bland. Yeah. And that's just sort of part of it now, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing that's cool about Game Night is that it looks fucking awesome. You begin a Jackson, you want to marry Game Night. Game Night is the best comedy in the last 5, 10, 15, 20... 25, 30, 35, 40 years, and it's just super good, and it looks gorgeous, and it's yeah. very funny, and the jokes is feel it, like they were written in the script. Is it funnier than Some Like It Hot? I have not seen Some Like It Hot, so... Some Like It Hot's pretty funny. Is it as funny as... 
what's the movie the acapella movie we were talking about oh singing pitch perfect pitch perfect like bitch perfect <laughs> like, but not okay wait let me try again is that the joke no wait let me start it over okay is it funnier than pitch perfect probably okay like, honestly cool. probably <laughs> also bitch perfect is not a thing are you sure <laughs> yes what is that supposed to be <laughs> it's just because that's something you say Pitch perfect. No, I say bitch perfect. No, you don't. I'm bitch perfect. <laughs> like, if someone's like, what do you think, how how good do you think this is? And you're like, bitch perfect? <laughs> yeah. It's like that annoying online thing where you're mad at everybody who's insecure while being very uplifting at the same time. And it's yeah. like mixed messages and probably yeah. makes people more uncomfortable than anything else. Yeah. That's what you think it's playing off. Yeah, no, I think it's bitch perfect. Bitch perfect. Well, and it's like when you see like a really like a really cool car drive by, you're like, man, that's bitch perfect. <laughs> it's bitch perfect because it's perfect for a bitch, you know. <laughs> but like a like bitch in like the nice way. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, it's like perfect pitch. I think this movie is bitch, bitch perfect. perfect. No, you don't. <laughs> bitch, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> bitch, serviceable. <laughs> <laughs> bitch competent. That's, <laughs> that's my server name. That's... Bitch competent. <laughs> bitch acceptable. <laughs> no, bitch competent bitch. is the best one. Um, yeah, too many setups and payoffs that aren't funny. It's too long. Doesn't look very good. It doesn't want to be funny. <laughs> Sometimes it's pretty funny, but usually doesn't want to be. And it's like they play out all these scenes too long. I know it's the same thing we were talking about at the beginning. With the editing. But you just gotta cut it down. And it's not even like a matter of like cutting out entire scenes. Just like the way it's written. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta do this more economically, you know? Yeah. One of the things that I learned, I had a, like a nightmare exp- nightmarish experience producing my final uh, film project at the end of last quarter for my film program. Mm-hmm. But I was writing and editing the thing. So that was, like, my entire responsibility, basically, was to, like, take these things. First of all, when I wrote it, it's the same thing. Like, all the scenes were too long. Yeah. Like, and I had to work really hard in order to find ways to, like, make things work more economically and get the things done that I wanted to without having it just be, like, two people talking to each other for too long. Yeah. Um, But then the other side of that is on the editing, too. Like, even once you have it. You know, I cut it down a fair amount, and then we filmed it, and it was, like... Still too long. Still sucks. And you gotta find a way to like manipulate the footage. Oh yeah. I'm not a very good editor. Yeah, <laughs> because... I was about to say it's it's even harder to edit something that you've made because right. you don't you don't have the perspective to be like, well, I want this thing to be in there, so right. it's gotta be in there. Versus someone else to be like, this doesn't need to be in here. Yeah. And just cut it out. Well, the thing about editing is that you gotta it is like a weird sort of algebra. Yeah. Like you've gotta find really creative ways to just like manhandle the footage you know you've got to like force it to be exactly what you need it to be because most of the time it's not going to just be perfectly storyboarded and play out exactly the way you imagine it to right that's the thing one of the things that i learned a lot from like actually making films is like what actually makes like one take sequences so hard is not necessarily, like, the technical prowess involved of, like, following somebody with the camera or whatever. Yeah. It's the, like, timing and tone management, yeah, right? Yeah, because you can't edit it. You can't edit yeah. it. You can't take it and force it to be better. It, it has, has to, to be just be perfect yeah. as it is right now. You can't tighten it up. You can't cut anything out. Everything in it has to exist in a state that is good enough that you can't... You don't need to take a pickaxe to it, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I'm, that's one of the things I learned in film school is that, uh, hey, I'm not a good editor. I'm bad at it. Well, when I learned in film school, when I, I didn't go to film school, I, well, you didn't either, but when I learned. Yes, I did. I have a film degree. But it's not a film school. You know what I mean. With a film program. You had a film program at a regular school. But I just took from like my high school video production class. It's like if I, I was usually the director of the group because I'm one of the few people in that class that gave a shit, right. which is usually what happens to a lot of classes is I'm the only person who gives a shit. But I was like, I would be like, okay, here's what we're doing for the scene. This is how it's going to look. Go do it. And then people would be like, fuck, I don't know what to do. So, so, so I like did storyboards and like drew a picture of like what I wanted to look like. And if I like put a smiley face on it, then they were like, oh, <laughs> now we know what it's supposed to look like. And right. I'm like, cool, great. Um, so yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from this movie... Editing? 
Songs should have been funny. Songs should have been That's funny. my number one thing. The songs should have been funny. They should have been more willing to poke fun at Eurovision. Well, it's just they didn't want to be a funny movie. Like, we're a fun... Like, it's a comedy movie. It's got Will, Fer- Will Ferrell in it. It's like... <laughs> Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. It's, it's advertised as a funny movie. They took the two jokes out of it and put it in the trailer. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, it's supposed to be a funny movie. But then the, when they made the movie, they didn't want to be funny. Yeah. They, want, they didn't want to make a comedy movie, which, which is catastrophic when you're making a comedy movie you know what else was funny what when rachel mcadams knitted that sweater they had a frowny face on that it. that was very funny that was a pretty good that was a gag because she's just like grumpy in her room and then somebody comes in and is like uh hey what's that and it like pans down and it's like a, she's knitting a sweater with a frowny face knitted into it and you're like that's pretty good that's pretty, pretty good pretty good bit yeah and like not to say that like it's like, oh, they were too genuine. Like, just make butt jokes or whatever. Like, it's not yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I love, I love the You don't genuine- want it to be South Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I love the genuineness of this movie. Like, that last song makes me cry and it makes me upset that it gets me. Yeah. But, like, I just, you can, you can be funny and make fun of things and still be genuine. Right. That's my whole life. I love stupid things. <laughs> like, she even says that in the movie. And I love, that's probably why I love that character so much. Is probably because I see a little bit of me in her when he's like, I'm going to say something stupid. She's like, I love stupid things it's like we do love stupid things let this movie be stupid <laughs> right and yeah. we can still love it even though it's stupid we right. can still have genuine moments inside of a comedy and the genuine moments are sometimes what adds to the comedy and the comedy is sometimes what adds to the genuine moments cause, right because real life is funny real life is the best rom-com jackson <laughs> yeah i agree um the yeah fair yeah. Fair movie. Fair. Like, it... Fair, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I mean, bitch wait, fair. Bitch fair. <laughs> um, Do you think Pitch Perfect is Bitch Perfect? Because I don't think it is. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, I don't know how I feel about Demi Lovato. <laughs> bitch, your mom loves it. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about Demi Lovato being, like, that Icelandic singer. It's like, it would have been kind of more cool if they got, like, a real one. Or... Because they like, do have yeah. a lot of real European Eurovision people. It's yeah, like, if it I don't was know. like a real singer, that'd be funny. I think I would be more cool with it being Demi Lovato if she was funny. Right, yeah. But That's then, the thing. You gotta kind of be taking the piss out of Demi Lovato. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna like yeah. have her be in this movie like you, that. You put her on a boat and blew her up and that's funny. <laughs> right. But then you did it. But then she wasn't funny. Like, here's here's the pitch. Demi Lovato, I want you to come on for this goofy Will Ferrell comedy. Here's yeah. what you're going to do. Sing a good song really well, normally. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, sure, I and, guess. And you're going to get blown up, and then you're going to say two lines of dialogue, both of which like, aren't funny. You could have you could have made it a song about pubic hair, and yeah. then you could cut to the executives in the office being like, like this is our winner this year. Yeah, this is what's going to get Iceland on the map. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and then like, have the have the bank guy be like, "Oh God, this is gonna bankrupt us because this song is so good." Uh, you know what it would be funny? What you know that episode of Thirty Rock where Jenna Maroney is trying to make a song that's so goofy that Will Ferrell or that Weird yeah. Al can't parody it so she sings a stupid song about farts and spaghetti or whatever yeah and then weird al does a parody of it that's just like support the troops and come home safe yeah that's what it should be like like every other contestant should be singing songs about pubic hair yeah and then will ferrell and rachel mcadams should be singing just like really powerful affecting songs and everyone's like shut the fuck up (laughs) like play on your ding dong that's that would be my that pitch. Be, yeah, it's like there's so many like things that you could do that are good payoff setups, like setup payoffs, whatever way you want to say it. But like, you could be doing so much stuff, but they don't want to do any of it because yeah. they don't want to be funny. Because they don't want to make fun of they Eurovision. They don't want to be funny, and like I get that they don't want to make fun of Eurovision, but they don't make a comedy movie about Eurovision if you don't want to make fun of Eurovision. Right. It does kind of make me want to watch Eurovision, though. It makes me want to watch Best in Show because that actually <laughs> makes fun of what it's right. talking about. Yeah, but like not in a mean way. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's observational fun. comedy. Yeah. It's not me. You're taking the piss it's, out of it's them. It's genuine and it's funny. Yeah. It's consensual ribbing. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. I won't. Um, so, yeah. Okay, I think we're pretty much done. Yeah, I... it should have been a mockumentary. It should have been funny. <laughs> it's about it. Yeah.
So, Adeline. Yes. Now that we're done. Shitting all over this movie that we kind of like. <laughs> it's not, we're like that, though. Like, if yeah. we like something, we're going to tell you what's wrong with it, yeah. though. <laughs> um, do you want to hear a five-star review from Letterboxd.com? I do. Uh, this person says, Will Ferret really blew it out of the park with this one. Will Ferret? Will Ferret really blew it out of the park <laughs> with this one. Cool. Had me in stitches. I watched this with my mother, and in the scene where Will left the band, she started crying. Such a moving tale of love and music. Drama, romance, song, dance, sex, Greenland. What else could you want in a movie? If I was from Greenland, I probably would consider this movie my Independence Day. Wait, hold on. They <laughs> say the country so many times. <laughs> anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Ellie McMurray. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Is Independence Day really that big of a deal for America? <laughs> I just, first of all... But this our Independence Day from Greenland. From... Will Ferret blows it out of the park. <laughs> he blew it out of the park. <laughs> and they say it takes place in Iceland so many so times. So many times. It's about Iceland. They don't even say Greenland. No. Not once. There are no jokes about Greenland.